Welcome to As the Worm Turns. You are tuned in to KVNF's live call-in gardening show. I'm your host, Jill Spears, and I'm joined tonight by our favorite gardener. It's the garden guru, Lance Swaggart. Good evening, Lance. Good evening. <laughs> Glad to be here with you tonight and just get back to our, our list, which is always on a torn-up envelope. Oh. <laughs> Recycle. Recycled, and it looks like it's full, so... It's time yeah. to get going. Time I guess, to get huh? going. Yes. Yeah. And you had mentioned you're waking up from your long winter nap. Yes, it's time <laughs> to wake, wake up. Start. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thinking about things. Right. And uh, lots of light in the morning. Lots of light in the evening. That's helping out. That's helping out. And the ground's still a little too moist for me to get out there, but I am pruning. Oh, you're pruning now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's give the phone numbers because we are live and would love for you to call. 970-527-4868-866. KVNF now. Worm at KVNF.org is the email. Um, so just a little too sloppy out there. It's not frozen, but just too um Yeah, it's not frozen. Wet. Maybe on the no- like I have some beds that go north south. The north end will be still be frozen. Oh, uh-huh. And uh it's funny, but uh, about 10 o'clock in the morning, you can dig the east side of those beds. In the afternoon, you can dig the west side. Oh, yeah, right, and because the sun's, the sun's just... on it. You know, it's, and it's just finesse. You right. Know, you just play with it, and it works. Yeah, you have a lot of finesse. So how do you get started with getting back out there, and um, what's your plan? What are you starting with? Well, I am... I said pruning, and I'm actually, mm-hmm. uh, um, I've got everything, I shouldn't say everything, I've got apricots to do, and I've just had time one evening, so I did everything that I could from the ground for those three apricots, and and I'm thinning, is mainly thinning, and mm-hmm. this white apricot is um, very vigorous, and um, last year I didn't prune it as hard as I should have because if you don't prune hard, then they don't grow as much. Well, it still grew a lot. Oh, is that that um, from the, the Middle East, that a- white apricot? That Afghani white apricot. Afghani white, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and anyway, so this year I'm just going to go ahead because I can't get in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what is the trick to pruning an apricot? Um, is it just really thinning it out? and um, is But are there... Um, is there an art to it, a certain well, node that you pick? Yeah, <laughs> the stone fruit bloom on last year's growth. Okay. So so you thin, but you don't want to take all that last year's growth, which is the be shiny red or pink or even green, you know, and stuff, but it'll be shiny. It won't be woody. Okay. And you want to leave those as best you can, but it's so thick that I'm actually taking out bigger branches. But just think. It's so vigorous on this white apricot that a new shoot from last year grew five feet. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm not going to leave that whole thing. Right. Yeah. Whoa, you've got enough to work with there that you can. (laughs) Yeah. So so anyways, that's that's and it has not started swelling. I've seen some plum swelling, but that not at my place, but another place. But that's an extreme southern exposure. Okay. And stuff. So um, uh, that's the only thing I've seen there. Um, Little other things around, like uh, some Mormon tea plants were really blooming up on Jumbo this morning, and you can just see. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, things are moving along. I had a friend today tell me that her tulips are up. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, it'd be hard and and that she really knew that um, crocuses, they're probably coming up soon. Yeah, sure. You know. And again, if it's a south face or an east, you know, mine on the east side come up first. And then the ones that are on the west side come up, say, this is a bed. <laughs> right, know, right. Just the timing of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are things coming up. Um, but stone fruit, we'll just, we'll do a little bit more in detail another time. But again, peaches, I would wait on them. But again, it's last year's growth. Mm-hmm. And the harder you prune them, because what peaches and do is they don't grow regrowth to make new stuff so if you prune them hard every year though it'll force them to grow some fruiting for next year right right next year after and uh, apples and pears are all done and again they were blooming on last year's growth the best you know and you'll see spurs and stuff and you can leave them but it's thinning and um making sure that you can get in there and pick Without breaking right. br- branches. You know, right. and I remember Amber saying she likes to get them so they branch out low so mm-hmm. she doesn't do anything on the ladder. Yeah, you know, I like that tactic yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing I pruned was almonds. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have a few almond trees and they were getting pretty thick. So I pruned them out. And there's no, you. the more bloom you got, the more almonds you got. So it's not the same as peaches where peaches you're thinning. Almonds, mm-hmm. you don't thin. I was just shaping. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen your almond trees. I'm going to have to take a look at that. <laughs> yeah, that. well, they're still recovering from that hard frost we had, what, two years ago? Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. so they're, it's looking really good. Yeah. Good. Uh, every once in a while, I'll be walking around town, and um, I'll come up on some black walnuts laying all on the ground. So, mm-hmm. and oh, my gosh, there's a walnut tree right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. They're around. They are, and they're they're so old looking. You know, they mm-hmm. remind me of a tree in Africa or yeah. something. Yeah, the, the walnuts do grow here. They like deep soil. I've seen them in up on the top of uh, Lamborn Mesa, which is real unusual. But they um, they survive, but they don't do great. Yeah, they like it down they, they towards want the river. river bottom. Yeah, you know, right and stuff. So. All right, 970-527-4868-866, KVNF now. And we've got a special caller on the line. It's Patty. Hi, Patty. Who am I talking to? This is Jill and Lance. How are you? Oh, hi, Jill and Lance. (laughs) You're on the air. You've got something special to share with us. Well, you know, I was looking on Facebook around Christmas time, and there's this, this organization called Addicted to Gardening. (laughs) <laughs> and you can actually join it, which I haven't done, but I saw it there. And they had this little song that I thought that I should sing for you guys. Awesome. <laughs> okay. But it's kind of a Christmas theme, but it's it's a gardener theme. Okay, we'll go. With that. Okay, go you it. guys ready? We're yes. ready. Okay. God rest you, merry gardeners, let nothing ye dismay. For spring is soon to come again with lengthening of days. The sun will warm the soil once more and send Jack Frost away. Oh, tidings of composting and joy. Compost and joy. Oh, tidings of composting and joy. 
Anyway, I thought it was good for your show. So it's so it apropos. Good timing for today, actually. Yes. So <laughs> thanks so much. And a lovely voice. I'm Okay, add. you're welcome. <laughs> thanks, Patty. Love your show, you guys. Oh, thanks, fun, Patty. Keep on doing the worm. Okay. All right. Great uh, to hear from you. That was okay. awesome. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Addicted to gardening. Look what yes. it does to you. <laughs> yeah. Addicted to gardening and um, compost. Right. <laughs> compost and joy. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Patty. That's great. Um, speaking of compost, where are you in that process? I made my first pile the other day. Oh, what does that mean? You made your first pile. <clears throat> well, I I just by chance had all the ingredients and including the manure before the about a month ago I said oh it's dry I'm gonna go get that manure and I did and the next day it snowed eight eight or ten inches so so it was still sitting there so Mm -hmm. I made uh and this was all um say five wheelbarrows of carbon stuff all the kitchen and and garden waste from last year and then I also put a wheelbarrow of leaves in there and then I put a couple shovelfuls of finished compost as the starter and I put some more newer on top of it then I did another layer like that and um, piled it up healed it up as best I can oh the other thing that's interesting is I use burlap tarps for um, when I I use them for frost covering and also I harvest my dry beans into them well, when they get rotten, guess where they go? Right into the compost <laughs> they pile. They go into the compost and stuff. Uh, so this was a whole new pile. It wasn't using anything that you had been that had been sitting there all winter. No, this is all wow, n- all brand new. It was in the storage areas for, that, mm-hmm. but I yeah, and it was just dry enough. The ground where I do it was not muddy, so I didn't make big ruts with the wheelbarrow or anything like that. So perfect timing, and it's actually the earliest pile I've made. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh-huh. I usually get started in March, but I had the time and I had the the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I went for it. And um, putting some of your um, fall cleanup stuff in there. Um, what about your new stuff that you're going to be cleaning up? Or is that's all going in the compost? Too? It will eventually go. Mm-hmm. But I have that area where it's stored. That will be make enough compost through August. And I'll continually make compost pots. I won't use all that stuff up because it takes an awful, you know, it takes time. And um, there's that much stuff in that area. Oh, yeah. I bet you have Mm -hmm. quite a bit. Yeah. And so what are you cleaning up? Um, You're getting the pruning done. And that Mm -hmm. all goes into some sort of pile. Um, I guess that could go into one of those Hugel beds if you're Uh, doing that. Yeah, you can go do that. I happen to have an old irrigation canal Mm -hmm. that... um, uh, I'm filling up with all that brush. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's that's what I'm doing with it. Yeah. And you know, and um, that and makes sense. This time of year, you take those fresh prunings down there, and the deer really, really enjoy that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Little feeding ground. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, what about trimming um, your perennials up? I mean, some people are chomping at the bit. To yeah. get out there on a beautiful yeah. day like today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you can start uh, pruning all those perennials you didn't get to last year. You know, maybe it's just because it's nice to do it. At, well, you didn't get to it either for timing or, you know, 
but now's the time to start doing that. So anything, you know, like Shasta daisies or Russian sage, mm -hmm. you know, they can be cut down. I was cutting uh, the bunch grasses that people use for horticulture. I cut the, was cutting some of those down. Yeah. So you can really start to help things take shape out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a little bit of time because it can be daunting if you wait till April. Yeah. But a <laughs> little bit at a time and it's not so hard. I'm, I have to, this is where finesse comes in because that much pruning, and I do a lot with a hand pruner, mm -hmm. um, it's mm -hmm. not good on your wrist, right. wrist and elbows. So, mm -hmm. so you spread it out and yeah, spread it change out. it up. You know, and... Um, I think you could probably do um, sage, um, culinary sage. I was looking at some today. You just can't cut those things back to um, woody. You can look at the stems from last year, and you can see where the new shoots are actually all already there. They're there from last year, mm -hmm. and you would cut to just above those things. Okay. Yeah. And uh, lots of people just like those shrubs, like sage, to get really big. But when it happens is they get more and more woody and then whole sides of the plant die. Right. You know, and right. I I have a sage plant that's 20 years old and there's no wood in it. No kidding. Yeah. It's just I, got that beautiful form. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you cut out all, all that old stuff out of there. Yeah. I think that's uh, something with pruning, too. Um, it's almost like you don't want to go after that plant but when you do go after it mm -hmm. it, it benefits the plant it be benefits it's yeah, yeah all that new growth young growth and uh, it keeps it vigorous you know and the, again that's one of the mistakes i've seen huge lavender plants mm -hmm. and and then they die mm-hmm you know and then what do you do <laughs> yeah you got to start all Just, over again yeah, so the whole plant yeah you know and it would be interesting if there's any but lavender growers out there if they want to talk to us give us a little tip because there's so many people that love their lavender yeah i actually don't have any so i don't really know the timing on that one yeah that would be great to hear from mm -hmm. someone who has some tips on lavender and cutting that back and cut it, you know it'd be hedging it back not cutting. hedging it back yeah you're not going to cut that the prune you actually hedge it okay you know and i've seen people actually take hedging shears to it you know those long, narrow gotcha. things and just Good. do it that way. Okay. 970-527-4868866, KVNF now. Um, some other stuff coming up for you. We were talking with um, the garden guy last week about weeds <laughs> that are up, and you're seeing <laughs> other weeds. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned uh, the, uh, you know, cheatgrass and burr buttercup and um, – uh, what else do we have? Some mallow and peppergrass and red filigree. And then there's uh, prostate knotweed. And that's that weed that comes, loves your driveways. Oh, right. And the gravel and stuff. And it's coming up now. And, you know, and um, so it's, it's there. And, you know, if you have a nice warm day and it's dry out, um, I'm trying to think of what would be the best thing to uh, use on that. I mean, some people like their flamethrowers. Right. <laughs> you know, if it's safe enough. You yeah. Know, you can do that. You know, and uh, there are the, um, what is that thing? Suppress. It's a type of acid mm -hmm. that you can use that they were using at the research station. Okay. And um, that will work. But it's best on a warm day, warm afternoon. All right. To try to knock it out of mm -hmm. the, the mm -hmm. rocks and all of that. Yeah. 
And then you also have um, some garlic popping up. <laughs> yeah, I have some garlic, and it, I noticed it up uh, the first week of February. And so we'll see how that does. It's a new variety called mm. Katabora that a friend gave me. Mm. So we'll see um, how it survives being frosted. Oh, right. This, this, or that's really, the, you know, see how it uh, does that way. But I was surprised to see it. None of the other garlic is up. Yeah, and how many varieties do you have planted in there? Well, d- just the three. Oh, three varieties. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There was uh, another one I had, but it was so much like my old Intelium. It's like, why bother? You know, uh-huh. and, and I'm not, I'm cutting back in the varieties because I, I know what grows for me. Right, you right. Know, you get out there. If you need to have all those different varieties, go for it. Yeah. I mean, at one time I had 15, 20 varieties of potatoes. Oh, I my a, gosh. I right. had over 40 varieties of dry beans. I know what works for me. Right, You right. know, so. And, and it was all experiments. Fun. Mm-hmm. That is fun. And it's nice to really hone mm-hmm. it in like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Hey, we have Corey on the line to talk about lavender oh, hedging. Great. great. Hi, Corey. Hey, can you guys hear me? We yeah, can. Oh, yeah. You're up there at the lavender awesome. farm and have some tips for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For hedging, I have sort of a orthodox way and a non-orthodox way, so whatever your preference is. Okay. Um, we usually wait to trim back our lavender till early May, maybe, maybe mid to late April. Okay. At the earliest. Um, We have about 1,300 plants, so we do, uh, (laughs) we went from doing that with clippers by hand to some kind of like hedgers, like an electric hedger. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. So I guess this is what they would use for, uh, I don't know, big bushes or what are those things called that I'm, hedges. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Hedges. So it's um, definitely faster. And we, we go down pretty far, you know, depending on what what things are looking like. But um, you don't want to get into the real, like, green, fleshy area. But the lavender is pretty resistant. So you can you can cut it back pretty far. And mm-hmm. I think it likes it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it stimulates. I mean, that's why you don't want to trim back in the fall or wintertime because it will actually stimulate new growth. Okay. So... You're starting in mid-April, and then um, at how, the earliest, at, I would say, and de- depending on temperatures. Okay, and how big is the plant that you're leaving? Then, do you think how far down to the ground do you go? Um, hmm. I mean that. Yeah, that would depend with the different varieties, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, a good portion. You're not. You're not like really cutting into. Uh, the bulk of anything. So are the plants about what when once pruned or hedged, they're what twelve inches tall from the ground. Yeah, from the ground, twelve inches high or more. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That is so hard to say without seeing it. I wish okay. I had a more <laughs> succinct answer for you. <laughs> okay. Because I, I I would hate to tell people you know uh, wrong information. They they cut it way way back, but yeah. Um, I would say, like, you can you can see where the fleshier green area of the stems are, mm-hmm. and you you always want to be above that. Okay. You can kind of tell where the where the winter kill or where any kind of um, mm-hmm. you know previous growth is is 
dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually when we turn back, you are cutting into, you, you might, you know, hopefully you are seeing some signs of life. Yeah. <laughs> You're seeing some green. Um, but you just, yeah, you don't want to go too far down. And, and I wish I knew the technical term for that part of the plant, but, but I just don't. <laughs> You're kind of topping it off. <laughs> Is what mm-hmm. it sounds like. We to call me. it their haircuts. Oh, yeah. Their okay. summer cuts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, is and that... then you know we we trim them back, and then and you'll be like, oh, what did we do? <laughs> and then and then you'll start to see little sprigs come up. And like mm-hmm. I said, I think they really they thrive off of that yeah. um, stimulation. Yeah. So that's nice to know that the pruning actually stimulated. It. So you actually want to be a little bit later than now, mm-hmm. which I had mentioned. I, so, yeah. yeah. I think my dad would probably say, arguably, like early May. So. Okay. And, yeah. and really just whatever the weather's doing. If you're certain that we're not going to get another freeze, then <laughs> it's Colorado. So mm-hmm. who knows? <laughs> right. So that's one method. Did you mention two different methods that you had? The other method would be by hand with clippers some sort of shears or some sort of, um, mm-hmm. you know, long stem shears work, work well if you're trying to, you know, maximize space. But um, when you have more than maybe 100, I kind of got addicted to using the hedger. It's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> I we, bet. Need, we actually need another one because I think we'd, we'd all like to have one. Mm-hmm. So does this, Corey, prevent the plant from getting really woody underneath? My lavender is very woody underneath. It's like gnarly That almost. could depend on how, what, did you start it from seed or from a start? It was you know? probably from a start. It was mm-hmm. probably just a bush mm-hmm. planted, yeah. So I learned that depending on when you take your cuttings can determine how woody your plant may be. So it's possible mm. that you got a woodier cutting. Okay, oh, that's good to wow. know. Um, and then I wonder about drainage, because that's lavender needs a lot of drainage. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know what underneath is looking right. like, but yeah. I probably those are don't. the two things that are coming to mind for, for woodiness. Well, okay, super helpful. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have good drainage there at all, so <laughs> excellent. When we plant... Uh, just for an idea, when we planted, and we're up on Carbon Mesa, so um, pretty clay-type soil, um, we throw a handful of rock pumice in mm-hmm. when we plant. So we dig our holes, or we mound up, we dig our holes, and then we throw maybe one handful of, like, happy frog or something, and then one handful of the round pumice. Mm-hmm. And so that, we think, helps with some of the drainage. Sure, that's and okay. then people tend to overwater their lavender. I mean, yes, all the time people come up and they're like, "I can't believe I can't keep my lavender alive." And my first question is, "How often are you watering?" Yeah. So, what's your water routine? Um, if we're in June, July, maybe not triple digits, maybe like low nineties, uh, we can get away with once a week. Wow. Uh-huh. But we have awesome. pretty established plants. So it's different if you're planting, mm-hmm. you really need to baby them. Lavender is very finicky. So you have to, uh, you know, plant them and baby them and water them daily, probably the first week, give or take. 
And then after that, you can kind of back off. And yeah. then once they're really established, you can, uh, we water ours in sections. So we'll do 10 hours or an overnight watering sometimes of an area. And, and unless it's scorching hot, which it can get sometimes, uh, we can, yeah, get away with once a week. Wow, that's yeah. great. Yeah, people have a tendency to uh, baby their, say, uh, their lavender, and you can really back off a little bit. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. very water-wise. Mm-hmm. It's Mediterranean. Yeah, they're drought-resistant. Yes. So that, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a great perennial for mm-hmm. our area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. More lavender. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Great advice, Corey. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got it going on up there. Hey, thanks. It's fun to talk about. I, <laughs> I appreciate some airtime from you both. All right. Thanks for calling. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Bye. Corey. Bye. The Stanton Lavender Farm up there yeah. on Garvin Mesa. So we should have Corey in and talk about lavender. It's we can do that. And I did try to get a tour up there, but it's too late in the year. Oh, yeah. When it's that big lavender weekend mm-hmm. and all the farms are open, that is an amazing yeah. weekend. Let's uh, tell the folks um, of a couple of things. One, um, seed swaps coming up. Yeah. March 10th. March 10th at the Hearth. Mm-hmm. That's here in Paonia. I think that's a Sunday, and you mm-hmm. can find out about that at thelearningcouncil.org. Yeah. And then your compost class is May 23rd. Mm-hmm. And that's actually up at your garden. Yeah. And is that through the Learning Council as well? Yes. And All Voga. Right. And, um, yeah, we'll just say now the carpool. Yeah, carpool up to, to Lance's. That's <laughs> going to be fun. Yeah. Good deal. And then a reminder that our show, As the Worm Turns, is going to be moving to Wednesdays Mm -hmm. starting in March. So March 6th is our first show on Wednesdays. Yes. And we'll be an hour long. Yeah. Um, Oh, and then I also want to remind people, next week we have a special guest, Laura Parker from Mm -hmm. High Desert Seed Company here in Paonia. Yeah, we'll be talking seeds. Oh, yeah. She's got quite the operation going. (laughs) You see her seeds all over the place. And I actually just picked up a packet of seeds that she grew out of your popcorn. And what's the name? Jubilee Popcorn. (laughs) Jubilee Popcorn. (laughs) Yeah, it was really exciting to see your seeds Mm -hmm. there. So. Excited to have her here next week and really get the season rolling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, what about early planting? Um, oh, yes. Early planting. If you so desire and you have a place, you know, maybe in, in Delta or, some, or even Grand Junction, my place, not still too early, but you can plant uh, spinach and lettuce and cilantro and dill and parsley and uh, parsnips and mustards and um, all those kind of things. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of and the seed would and I'm talking from seed, not plants. Okay. Yeah, and, and uh, you can put them out there, and they might uh, take a couple weeks. But if you just have to go out there and plant something, <laughs> <laughs> those are your good options. Yeah, yeah. you know and. You know, what's nice about working in the garden this time of year, you might not have any idea where you're going to plant things. But as you clean up the beds, get the rows ready, you know, turning compost, or you're out there, you actually get ideas. Yeah, it all starts to come together for you. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. so I have this one bed that's going to be my early planting, and I'll just start working it and knowing, you know, actually, it already has compost in it. 
I just need, need to get the clumps of grass out, and it will go pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all going to come together for you. The mm-hmm. method to your madness starts to show its yeah. face. Yes. It's sort of like, oh, my God. <laughs> I Here went we skiing go. yesterday knowing that I'm going to be working seven days a week till October. So <laughs> Yeah. The long winter nap wasn't that long, was it? No. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. Well, good deal. So we will be back next Tuesday with Laura Parker here to chat about seeds, Mm -hmm. seed saving and all that kind of good stuff. And um, yeah, next week, Tuesday. We'll be here. All right. right. Thanks, Lance. And thanks, everyone, for listening to As the Worm Turns. All right. Have a good evening. Slow and faster I don't know who you took a shine to Or who you're about to make a sign to I gotta get that I love so Slowly the low and low